Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. I'm very excited about my guest today, Sarah Jane. Sarah is a chiropractor. She is a wellness advocate. She helps thousands of others get back on their feet the same way that she did through better nutrition, cleaner products, and master mindset. She's a busy wife of a mom of three and a business owner. On today's episode, we talk about chiropractic care, non-toxic living, health, nutrition, homeschooling, parenting, anxiety, and celiac disease. I'm so excited to introduce my guest today, Sarah Jane. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well also. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, can you tell my listeners um, who you are and about yourself? All right. I am a mom of three and I'm a chiropractor and I focus a lot on nutrition and I do a lot of different, I live in a small town, but I do a lot of different things. Um, I have a weight loss clinic and I recently got a laser to help my patients heal a little better. So I kind of dabble in a lot of things because we are in a small area. So I try to do as much as I can to help the people that we have here. Why is chiropractic care so important? This is a good question. And I just wrote an article about chiropractic because it's it's really funny, not like haha funny, but it's too bad funny. Uh, some of the misconceptions people have about chiropractic. So if you go to a bad chiropractor, a lot of times you're never going again. And um, they're all crazy or they're too rough or whatever. You go to a bad hairdresser, a nail salon, medical doctor, dentist, mm -hmm. you find another one, right? Um, but chiropractors, sometimes we get, we get lumped in the, to the categories and we are all so different. So chiropractic care is very important because this is your frame, right? This is your structure. When we have a house, we don't want to have a a poor foundation, right? So if you have a poor foundation, everything is kind of kind of be off on your house. And so you got to think about your structural system as your foundation. And if you're not taking care of that, then that can lead to a, a bunch of different issues. Now, some people too look at going to the chiropractor as a weakness. I've never had to go. I mean, you're not getting a medal, right? I'm not going to give you a ribbon because you've never gone to the chiropractor because mm -hmm. maybe you just don't realize how it could help you. And the nice thing about chiropractic is that you can find someone who will fit with your needs. You know, some people like big pops and like to be manhandled and whatever. Um, or you can find someone that's very gentle that can help you and can really help you relax. So it's really important for uh, the foundation of your body really to function at an optimal level. So is, I've heard um, going to see a chiropractor for kids, it can help with ear infections. 
Absolutely. It's funny how many things it can help kids with. And I would say the number one thing I see kids for would be constipation. They're just not regular. But I would say number two would be earaches. So I will never say that chiropractic cures anything, but what it will help do with uh, ear infections is that sometimes, you know, you're getting that fluid stuck. And so Mm -hmm. if we adjust the upper cervical, sometimes we go on the roof of the mouth, we can adjust the ears and it just helps everything drain a little better. So absolutely, it it does help a lot in in ear infections. I love that. I my myself still I get ear infections all the time and my youngest gets ear infections too so I really should need to look into uh taking her to a chiropractor have you been Um, to a chiropractor before yes I have I actually go to one um I I've been going like once a week just because I have a bad back um I tend to work out too much and then um I I I used to teach HIIT workout I can't can't teach HIIT anymore so um, I've been just dealing with like some slip discs and uh, going once in a, I was going once a week, but now I've kind of like backed off once a week, but yeah. yeah. I'm glad you've had experience with it. So yeah. Um, can you talk about um, celiac disease? Do you yourself have celiac or someone you know? I do have celiac. So my brother was diagnosed in probably the early 90s, and I was diagnosed in 2004. So at that time, you think the world is ending because I'm sure every single day I had toast or pasta. And in 2004, the gluten-free options were absolutely horrendous. So um, I had lived in Wisconsin for when I was diagnosed just for a brief time and I had gotten these corn noodles and all I was doing is crying because everything tasted horrible. I didn't want to eat any of the stuff and I get it now. Like when people are asked to go on a gluten-free diet and they act like the world is ending, right? I get it. It's going to be a huge life change, but the gluten-free options now are, are much better. So Mm -hmm. what celiac disease is, is that we're unable to basically process or digest the gluten protein. And so we get, it wrecks the inside of our body. So we have these little villi who are nice and they help everything, you know, we help everything absorb, but when you have gluten and even with gluten intolerance or gluten sensitivity, they'll just kind of lay down. And so then you're not going to absorb the food. So that's why a lot of times you'll see people with gluten issues will be very thin or they will, uh, sometimes puke, they'll have diarrhea, or they'll have bloating, they're just literally so uncomfortable in their skin. So, and some people I know will don't have as bad of reactions to it. So they don't follow the diet. I follow the diet real well, because when I eat gluten, it is like I have a golf ball with screws moving through my body, it is literally debilitating. I have a horrible headache, and I cannot move. So this is another I, th- I think in my life, which is funny, a lot of the things that I do, it's not that I have to defend them, but I have to explain them so much. So being gluten-free, you know, you go out to eat and you ask for a gluten-free menu and it's, it's crazy how many times people are like, you know, they roll their eyes, like it's such yeah. a hassle. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry. I, I'm, you know, I get it. Like, I'm sure it seems crazy. And so sometimes people are looked at as maybe high maintenance when they're gluten-free and you know obviously Mm -hmm. some people are on fad diets right to get rid of gluten and they don't need to get rid of gluten like someone with celiac does but 
the people who have an issue with gluten, it sometimes it makes us, some of us get really, really sick. So if you're listening and, and you know someone that does have a gluten issue, or if you don't and you're out with someone and you hear that, just be patient because we really try not to be high maintenance. There's so many times we've gone somewhere that I won't even eat because I don't want to explain it. I don't want to yeah. have, you know, like we'll go spaghetti feeds. There's always a spaghetti feed, right? Like if they do a mm-hmm. fundraiser. And so I said to one of my friends who does a lot of fundraisers, I said, why is it always spaghetti? And she goes, well, it's cheap. I said, well, so is rice. I said, can't they have rice? And she's like, well, that's a really good point. So yeah, sometimes it's just easier to not eat because then I don't, I'm not judged by, by the people around. Not that it matters if you're judged, but yeah, you know, sometimes it just gets old to try to have to explain it if the person doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. I've been, um, I'm plant-based now, but um, when I was a kid, I stopped eating meat when I was like four or five. And, um, you know, back in like, the 80s and 90s, no one really was a vegetarian in the Midwest where I am. So I always felt like I had to explain myself. And yeah, so I understand that part. <laughs> um, can you tell me about what is non-toxic living ambassador? So I, I didn't honestly know anything about non-toxic living before I had gone to chiropractic school. And then my roommate mm-hmm. had some Norwex stuff. And I was like, okay, whatever this stuff is. And it was fine yeah. and I used it, but I didn't understand it. So um, as the years progressed and I have a child and now I want non-toxic soap and this, that, and the other thing. Um, what I do is, well, in my clinic, I do a lot of detoxing with people, but let's say we're detoxing your liver, your gut or your gallbladder, whatever, but what are we putting on the outside of our bodies or what are we living with? So if we don't detox the environment around us, sometimes our body isn't going to Um, function at its optimal level because it has all these different toxic burden. Toxic burden is a real thing. So an example I like to give is 2005, I remember cleaning my floor at my house and I was using Swiffer and it said on the bottle, do not let your animals on, you know, because it could be toxic. And I made a big deal of it and I'd keep the cat in the bedroom and, but it, it never crossed my mind that I shouldn't use it, right? Just, I shouldn't have Mm -hmm. it there then. Um, So fast forward to, I don't know, I suppose in 2009, I was introduced to Norwex. In 2018, maybe I was introduced to Pure Haven. So I now, all of the products that I have in my home from shampoo, conditioner, face care, soap, I mean, cleaning products, it doesn't matter. It is all non-toxic. And Mm -hmm. this is nice because how many people have called poison control? I'm one of them. And that's horrible when you, you know, your kid gets into something. I'm not going to drink any of the products I have. I don't think it's going to taste good. But if I were to, or my kids were, then it wouldn't be such a big deal. I like yeah. to also say when my kid, well, still now I have 11, eight and four, and it's not right or wrong, but sometimes, you know, they'll lick the, the cupboard, like they'll drop yogurt and they'll, they'll lick the the countertop and I'm like oh and then I think what am I putting on there so what are they licking up there so I'm yes I am an ambassador for non-toxic living so we do everything very natural this is not to say you're not going to see us 
out eating a burger and fries at some point and you know I'm just like absolutely against anything other than that I'm not this has just really worked well for me and it's really worked well for my patients and my customers because if we reduce that toxic burden sometimes their body just feels better especially like a lot of my patients with asthma if we get rid of those smell you know there's a lot of smells Mm -hmm. in you and which you might really relate to once we get rid of all those uh chemical odors they just feel like they can breathe so much better and sometimes it's easy changes and you and you can't do better unless you know better right because when you go shopping you just figure whatever is on the shelf is fine when really Mm -hmm. you don't even know what's in the ingredients and the ingredients could be making you sick yeah, exactly. Um, switching gears, you mentioned your kids. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, parenting. Um, you have uh, in your notes um, homeschool. Do you do you homeschool your kids while you work, or do you homeschool them? Yeah, I do. And wow, how so is that? We started. So obviously, twenty twenty, everyone's life went upside down, right? And yeah everyone had to homeschool their kids and it was horrible because, and I remember a Sunday night we were riding bike and I was like, Oh, it's Monday tomorrow. My husband's like, so, and I'm like, so we got to do school. And he's like, you're with your own kids. I'm like, I know, but it's horrible. So, and to no fault of the teachers or anyone, but we would get Mm -hmm. this homework. And at the time my son was a third grader anyway. So we'd be going through the stuff and he kept saying, well, my teacher didn't say that. My teacher didn't say that. And I was like, crew, it doesn't matter what your teacher said today. Like this is on the list. We got to do it. And it was one fight after another. Well, then the next year, there's a lot of restrictions, you know, and I thought, well, let's maybe not go back because, um, I just didn't think that they were able to be kids like I wanted them to be able to be kids, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that was a personal preference. And again, right. it's not right or wrong. Whatever anyone wants to do it is your decision. So we decided to homeschool and it went really well. It was so different because we had our own curriculum and this is was our rules and we weren't having to compare with what anyone else was doing. Um, so then we did it again this year. So having my own office, they're able to have their own little areas where they work, right? I don't want them to need me to do absolutely everything with them. So we get here in the morning. Okay, this is what you're working on. This is what you're working on. Sounds good. I'll see patients. Um, and then we kind of get back to, I'm there the whole time, right? So like between patients, mm-hmm. I come back. If there's a quick question, we can always go over it. Otherwise we can do it on lunch. The half days I work, we would do school on those days. But one thing, and I thought homeschool people were crazy. I did. I thought this is ridiculous. Why would anyone do this? Uh, Kids are weird. But then when I was in practice, I had all these homeschool families and none of them were crazy and none of them were weird. So I was like, okay, well, I was just exposed, you know, in late eighties, early nineties, you know, what I was exposed to was totally different than what it is now. So um, yeah, I don't feel like we're these crazy homeschool people that I had this vision in my mind, but it, it has worked out really well because they're here and I've seen the relationships they've built even with some of my patients. So I have a lady like, let's say in her 90s, for real, I'm thinking of someone specific. She comes in twice a week for foot baths. They love Mm -hmm. when she comes in, you know, they'll, they, and the conversations they have are interesting because they'll talk about gardening and weather and random things. And some people will say, well, don't your kids need more kid conversation? Yeah. 
they're in plenty of activities, but I think it's almost an art at this point to be able to talk to adults because how many times have you you've been around someone younger and you're trying to talk and they give you a one word answer and it's like, yeah, <laughs> throw me a bone mm-hmm. here, like talk to me. So I always take it as a compliment when I hear people say, oh, your kids are so friendly and we had such a good conversation because yes, they need to get along with kids, but being able to talk to people of all ages, I think is very important. So is it is it challenging sometimes? Yeah, it is, but are we gonna do it again next year? Yeah, I think we are. I'm not saying that they won't go back at some point because they might, but mm-hmm. right now we enjoy it. And then they get their stuff done and they're able to go to grandma's or there's some other homeschool kids in town that they can go play with and they can just kind of run around and not run around like they're wild, but they can just kind yeah, of, no. you know, enjoy and it's not so serious where um, I, I, I really do like it. And I just, I never would have guessed it's something that I would have done. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And it's funny that you mentioned like the con- eye contact and stuff, because I notice so much now I have a 14 year old and an 11 year old and they're both girls. Um, and they're both in competitive cheer. Um, and the coaches even say that kids don't make eye contact anymore with adults and what you're doing. That's great. You know, having conversation with adults, they're on their phones, FaceTiming friends and doing something else. So, you know, and then I think the past two years, um, being on zoom with the teacher, you know, they didn't have to make eye contact. So Mm -hmm. they forget how to engage with adults and talk. So that's Mm -hmm. great. Um, do any of your patients come to see you for like health, nutrition, or like um, mental health issues, anxiety? And if so, how do you help them with that? So anxiety is what sent me down the more the functional medicine detoxing path. And that was after chiropractic school. So had I had those experiences before, there's a lot of other things I could have learned and gotten involved in at that time, which was nice. But in 2015, a panic attack, I and I didn't know what was happening because I had never had one before. So you think you're dying if you've never had a panic attack. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Like you think you don't know what's going on. Is it a stroke? Is it who knows? But I ain't gonna make it, is what I was thinking. Um mm-hmm. so I do work with people in this capacity. And the funny thing is, is I was just having a conversation with my husband about, it was, it was someone he worked with and they were having some issues. And I said, huh, well, it's too bad that they didn't come in and you know I could have helped with that. And he said, well, how would they have known? And that was a slap in the face because I basically just do word of mouth. I don't do a lot of advertising. I don't do a lot of marketing. And he's right. How would people know if I don't let them know? I'm not curing anything. I'm never telling anyone to stop their medication, but there's a lot of different natural things that we can do. The gut-brain relationship, there's been a ton of studies on that showing that if your gut is a wreck, a lot of times your your mind is a wreck. And sometimes too, it's funny with females, we just always get put on the back burner because we're so worried about everyone else, right? And you've got two kids, 
that are cheering. There's always something mm-hmm. that you've got to worry about, right? Do they have their shoes, right. their socks, their uniform? I mean, you know, what time do they have to be there? It is nonstop that we are thinking about other people. So we don't think about ourselves until we have to think about ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I'll bring it up with my patients and I'll say, well, I got to take care of you because you're taking care of everyone else. And it's true because sometimes we don't realize that we even need help so a lot of times with the anxiety we do a lot of detoxing and a lot of times we do it slow because sometimes if you do a quick detox you can be a little more um you can have a little more side effects and in my case when i did it a little too quickly i felt a little crazy and i just didn't feel well so i like to take it slow not slow to the point like oh is this ever going to end but um you know a lot of self-care conversations a lot of healing the gut and a lot of just realizing we are under a lot of stress at all times now when I grew up and it sounds like when you grew up we didn't have the constant right we didn't have the phone Mm -hmm. all the time we didn't we had the hey I'll meet you at the park at five we'd go to the park at five and just sit and wait right we weren't hey I'm at the park where you at because it's like non-stop coming from all angles Mm -hmm. well same with the moms too right? But now you're getting it from everyone. And so mm-hmm. we just kind of have to learn to disconnect and take care of, take care of ourselves. And really, um, I, I've had some people that were able to go off their medication with the help of their medical doctor. They've, you know, they said, I don't think I need this anymore. Okay, well, that's a conversation between you and them. We're doing something totally different here. And the nice thing is too, is that I, the nurse practitioner in town, she'll send people over here when she knows maybe they just need something else. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it, sometimes a pill is the fix and sometimes it's not. Sometimes that's just a, a bandaid on a bullet wound and that, right. that's not going to help things. Yeah. So I like to help with that. And I do, a, I don't, I, I personally, I, I will say this a lot to people. I can't heal everyone, but I can help anyone. And there's several times I'll say to people, there's nothing I can do, but let's talk to so-and-so or so-and-so and so-and-so. And I think it's very important as a practitioner to know that you are not the end-all be-all. And if you ever go to someone who says they're going to take care of everything for you, don't. Like either yeah. turn around and leave or you need to take that at face value because there's plenty of things that I need I need uh, my patients to do other than what has to do with me. But if you're going to someone who truly cares about you and your health, they're going to want you to do anything, right? Not just with them. Mm -hmm. They're going to want you to do all the things to try to make you better. Yeah. Kind of tying in with this, I ask all of my guests this, um, do you have a morning or night routine or some kind of um, self-care practice that you do? I do. So in the morning, I, my husband gets up at five and he leaves roughly at five 30. So I like to get up. Sometimes I like to sleep in. Like if he were to listen to this, he would, he doesn't seem to think that I get up, but I usually get up when he leaves, unless I've been up late and then I will all sleep until six 37. But I like to get up when he leaves because I'm the only one up and it's just me. Now I do yeah. have some cats. I do enjoy my cats. So I like to read I do do a meditation in the morning and I'll read my book. And then I love the Peloton. So I usually get on the Peloton Mm -hmm. for 25 minutes and then I'm ready to start my day and then I can wake everyone up. So um, there's other things I like to do for self-care, but I'd say consistently, that's what I do. I like to read and meditate and do the Peloton and just kind of do my own thing. And today uh, my cat got fixed yesterday. So you know, today I spent a little more time with her, but 
it, you know, mm-hmm. she's sitting there purring and it's just kind of my relaxing thing. So I, I, I read something too yesterday that said, if you are lonely when you're alone, you're, you're not in very good company. And there was a time in my life, I could not stand being alone. I needed a friend. Mm-hmm. I needed someone at all times. And it's just so funny that I lived like that for so long and now it's relaxing. Yeah, I know. I agree. I feel like I'm more of an introvert now. Um, and I like my alone time. I'm the same. I get up uh, before everyone else does. And I just, I need that. I work from home also. So I go in my office, meditate. Um, I drink warm water with lemon and then I start my work. And we have two dogs. So the one dog, she usually follows me everywhere. So she's like by my feet. And mm-hmm. then the puppy, he like gets up when the kids get up and all like running in their room and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny the misconceptions people have about meditating? Like they think they get so mm-hmm. much time and it's so much work and and I might have been one of those people at first too, but for sure, now I have a four minute one I like. And some people will say, well, that's mm-hmm. too short. Well, that's your opinion. And you have to find out what works for you. But when you meditate, you aren't, you don't have to be there for 60 minutes. You can find yeah. short ones to just kind of calm you down, right? Just to kind of relax. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I really do like meditating now. It just, it's very calming. So do I. Sometimes I have to meditate again after I drop the kids off at school. If it was a hectic morning and neither girls could find something to wear and then they're fighting over an outfit. Once I drop them off, I meditate again before I get back to work. I'm like, okay, got to get re-centered. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can the listeners find you at? And I'm going to leave all this on the show notes too. I have, my website is purelysarahjane.com. You can uh, connect with me there. I do see patients uh, virtually as well. So obviously if you're not in my vicinity, that's fine. I have patients in different states and all over North Dakota and we just connect. Um, Otherwise, um, all my links are gonna be on there. And so that's probably just the easiest way to find me. I. I sell non-toxic household products and face products and all that kind of stuff as well. So if a per- I had stopped using any type of face products because everything would bother my eyes, when I bought this stuff, I didn't even use it because I was like, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bother me, right? It's going to make me mm-hmm. break out. And it's the first time that that hasn't happened. And so if someone's looking for a house, a house transformation or maybe a skincare transformation just reach out to me and or email me uh, my email I will give to you or you have and you know Mm -hmm. please contact me at any time because sometimes these small changes can make a really huge difference and then you'll get people who'll say oh this is so expensive it isn't actually and you know and if that's something that a person's concerned about you always start you know with the most important things right like maybe what you're cleaning your floor with or what you you know and you don't here's another thing you don't have to change everything in your life to you know even if you change a few things and you decrease that a little bit you're still doing better than the average person so I don't want people to be overwhelmed and think that it's just too much work because it's absolutely doable yeah thank you so much for coming on and joining me today thank you thank you for tuning into this week's episode with my guest Sarah Jane. You can find Sarah Jane on her website at www.purelysarahjane.com. That is P 
P-U-R-E-L-Y-S-A-R-A-J-A-Y-N-E.com. I will leave in the show notes um, her the link to her Facebook page and YouTube and also Instagram. You can find her at Sarah Jane Klein. <clears throat> Thank you again. If you like this episode, please share it with someone else that you think will like it and benefit from it. Please make sure to leave a rating and review. And if you share online, make sure to tag Sarah Jane and myself. Make sure you take some time out this week to take care of yourself. As always, have a great day.